how some people have things that keep them up at night, like questions and concepts and stuff. Like unanswerable questions? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. Maybe it like, is. Like, what is the meaning of life kind uh, yeah. of questions? Okay. If you punch yourself <laughs> and it really hurts, are you strong or are you weak? I right? just eye rolled so hard. Well, it's a, <laughs> it could go either way. I'm, I mean, no. I, I feel like I have an instinctual answer to that. What? I mean, it's normal to feel pain upon oh, yeah, an yeah, impact. Yeah. So that doesn't make you weak. That means but you're having a normal your, pain response. What if your hard, like punch hard, mm-hmm. isn't, is, it's, it's not even really that hard. If it's hard enough to hurt someone. I don't know. Th- <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that's that unanswerable. I don't know. <laughs> that's just me. I think. I think you, it means you're strong enough to inflict pain. No, I think you should be able to take your own punch. Well, you can take it, but like that doesn't mean without not pain. any pain. You should be. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Because it's coming from you. You know? Okay, so kind of like how it's hard to tickle yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you tickle your tickle yourself and you can't stop, there's something wrong. No, I think most people can't tickle themselves. I guess so. I'm trying. I don't yeah, even I know, know where tra- I'm <laughs> Welcome to While She's Napping. I'm Adam. And I'm Cindy. I don't even... Where am I ticklish? You're not very. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so maybe if I punch myself, I'd, I'd say... That's an Adam punch. I can take that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something about the, the man cold. You don't really take that too well. So I don't know um, about your... Uh... Scientifically, <laughs> it has been proven that men experience the cold harsher than women do. Mm-hmm. It's proven. You can't... You know, you, you're you over here, oh, you can't understand the pain of childbirth. And you're right, I can't, and I never will, and I'll never pretend to. Are you to. comparing a cold to childbirth? It's not a cold. It's a man, a man cold. Still, you're comparing when I'm you not get the saying, man cold. No, no, no. That's where you're wrong. I'm not saying they are equivalent in terms of their intensities. I'm saying there are some things that women experience that a man can't understand, uh-huh. and there are some things that men experience that a woman can't yeah, understand. But how do you that being the man cold? <laughs> but how do you know that when I have a cold, I'm not feeling exactly the same way that you are? I'm just not complaining about because it you can much. walk. <laughs> If I walked could, myself into the hospital when I was giving birth, so listen, <laughs> that's not if a good you comparison can walk either. And you know, not <laughs> not be down for the count. You clearly don't know what it's like to experience the man cold. <laughs> clearly, yeah. Okay, I haven't experienced a man cold in over a year. Well, yeah, neither of us have been sick. I know it's awesome. <laughs> it's like masks work or something, right? And or washing your hands. Inside. Well, I mean. It's, <laughs> You should always wash your hands. I know. All right. So, <laughs> hey, last week, um, our episode regarding vaccine passports were, was well, was well received. That was difficult to say. Easy for me to say, I guess. Um, funny enough, or ironically enough, right after or the day after we released that episode, or maybe it was the day of, 
um, the Buffalo Bills, my favorite team, uh, announced, or rather, officials in Erie County announced that in order in order to attend a Bills game, you have to be fully vaccinated and you have to provide proof. However, Cuomo immediately slashed that and said, we aren't there yet. So there's conflict within uh, Western New York regarding what's going to happen. But the point is, it was sort of like a premonition, that episode. And, of course, the response was, oh, my freedoms, my liberties. Wait, so, but New York has been already piloting their Excelsior Pass. So yeah. why is why is this an issue? Because they're, just because they have the pass doesn't mean that Cuomo is ready to mandate uh, places like that. Gotcha. Okay. To, to utilize it in order to gain entry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the official in Erie County made a, a good point, and I'm, I saw, I'm sorry, I forget his name, um, said no one has a God-given right to see a football game. Yeah. It's not a God-given right. So. That's true. And also the same day that we released that episode on vaccine passports, an episode was released from a podcast that I love listening to called Today Explained that oh. was also titled Vaccine Passports, but from people who are very knowledgeable <laughs> um, about vaccines and, and you know, reading into some of the implications of using that kind of technology. And um, it's a good listen if you're interested in diving a little deeper into that topic and hearing some more from experts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that being said, today we are going to talk about the fascination with true crime. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that you are a fan of podcasts. And if you are a fan of podcasts, there's a very good chance that you have indulged in some sort of true crime podcast content. And if not, via a podcast, perhaps in a documentary, perhaps in a docuseries, perhaps a book, something. There has been some sort of true crime that you have consumed in terms of media Mm -hmm. in your life. Um, Yeah, I'd go as far as to say that I bet a lot of people who listen to podcasts, and this is my experience, but I've heard this, you know, this is anecdotal, but I've heard this from a lot of people. um, Their introduction to podcasts was a true crime podcast. Mm. And they may have been interested in true crime before that, you know, like we grew up on Unsolved Mysteries, for example. Uh, But yeah, I think a lot of people who listen to podcasts in general start with true crime and then kind of expand out. Uh, Yeah, I think it's it's prevalent uh, amongst podcast listeners, if that's how you consume your content. But uh, before we break it down, um, just want to get some house cleaning out of the way real quick. We'll be we'll be brief with it. Um, if you're listening to us for the first time, we welcome you to the show. If you've been a consistent listener, again, we welcome you to the show. Um, if you could take the time to give us five stars and a quick review, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, if not, uh, subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from. We appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends about this podcast, share it, make sure people know about us. If you enjoy it, chances are at least one of your friends will enjoy it. And word of mouth is key. 
Um, we put up some polls for this week's episode on the Instagram. So if you'd like to participate in the episodes, you can by subscribing to all of our social medias. We're on Instagram at While She's Napping. Um, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash while she's napping. Um, and I wanted to also plug a post that we put on our Facebook. I couldn't share it on Instagram, but it's a really hilarious SNL skit that I had never seen about the obsession with true crime that one of our listeners shared with us. So check that out. It was good. It was a good laugh. Um, And we are on Twitter at she's napping pod and you can email us at while she's napping at gmail.com. All right. So when it comes to true crime, um, I don't know about you, but personally for me, my introduction to all this was from podcasting and I know, or rather from podcasts. I know obviously, as you mentioned, things like, Unsolved Mysteries, even to a certain degree, um, 2020 back in the day Mm -hmm. had some sort of true crime segments or 60 minutes, you know, back in the day before podcasting, before the internet growing up. Um, That's how you sort of was introduced to things that were happening like the America's Most Wanted. Yeah, that too. Um, What's the little girl's name? The little blonde girl. John Benet Ramsey. Yeah. That yeah. was the big thing. Oh yeah, in the nineties, it still, still is. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you had to re- rely on those made-for-TV um, sort of presentations right. for this. But for me, getting into podcasting um, and getting into podcasts, obviously, and I, I don't think this is atypical. Serial was the thing to sort of kickstart it, and that was l- literally my first podcasting experience in terms Mm -hmm. of getting hooked um my podcasting experience previous to this in terms of listening was just radio segments put on a podcast so in the sports radio world what they do they usually each show and a sports radio is four hours four hours long and they break it up into four segments one hour a piece and what radio stations will do is each hour segment they would upload as a podcast episode Hmm. so that was how i first consumed audio and it was just passive listening when i got into serial is when i really got involved and had the first inclination of oh i need to listen to the next episode right it it hooked you in a way that only like tv series had hooked you before yes i need to see what happens next yeah or a book or whatever yeah yeah, I think I still remember you telling me about when you listened to Serial and I don't think I had ever heard of a podcast. Right. I was like, I don't even know what this is. It, and yeah, you said, oh, I've, you have to listen to this podcast. I was like, what's a podcast? <laughs> and you showed me how to find it. And um, I ended up eventually listening. And yeah, same. I think uh, there's speaking of there's a podcast called uh, God, what? mysteries lies and something I, it it's it's a uh, dramatic podcast they act things out it's okay. sort of um like a listening experience but a play okay yep and there was a musical comedy on serial about everybody's <laughs> obsession with serial and oh you got to listen to serial you haven't listened to serial and the twist was that the I forget the woman's name that actually hosted Serial. She actually committed the crime so she could make the podcast. <laughs> it was all a setup. Yeah, that's funny. I haven't heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Um, 
so we can, I think in the second half, we want to get into more specifics around certain podcasts and certain shows yeah, and things yeah. that, um, that we enjoy and that have gotten us hooked and input from the listeners. Um, for the first half, let's talk just in general about like we can theorize around why people are fascinated with true crime. Um, who is mostly fascinated with the true crime? Um, and yeah, what is it about it? And what does it say about us? Well, it's because we're all psychopaths. Apparently. that's I know that's your theory. <laughs> I think what it is, and I had to really think about this. I think what it is, is it's the same element or same sort of ingredient to what makes us so inclined to car crash TV and car crashes in general. You can't look away. We have... Uh, a tendency and a compulsion towards tragedy. We have a tendency and a compulsion towards chaos, towards, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say gore, but things that are outside of the norm, like sort of breaking up the routine. Because when you think about everyday life, it's sort of monotonous, nothing amazing happens. But it's something that you can sort of connect with that is divvying off that path, it's immediately compelling. Yeah, I can see that. I think so as I hadn't really ever thought about it either. I just kind of accepted it as a fact of life that especially as a millennial woman, I'm obsessed with true crime and it's just the way it is. (laughs) Like it's it's just totally accepted and normal uh, amongst my peers. And um, I was looking into this a little bit more about some of the theories as to why that is. And one of the things I found is actually kind of opposite, I think, from what you were saying is that um, we are obsessed with it because or we're fascinated by it because we just can't comprehend it. Like it's like a constant like chase for understanding. But mm. it's not because you're a psychopath. It's because you cannot relate to the I was criminals. I that in jest. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't think we're really psychopaths. I know. I know. But I'm saying I think it's hard not to think about yourself like oh my gosh, like I'm going to sit here and binge watch like four hours of true crime of like watch people like it's like the SNL skit. If you watch that, it gets at that. It's it's hilarious because it's like it's talking about such serious, gross, like brutal things. And it's talking it's like, oh, and I'll like watch this woman get axed while I work on my taxes or yes. so it's like <laughs> it's like you're pairing it with the most mundane shit or you're just like sitting there with a glass of wine and binge watching something awful for four hours and you then you just go to bed like nothing even happened yep. and it doesn't even sitcom. affect you and i think that's what's so interesting to me is how it like a nest you're you can just become anesthetized with it like it doesn't even phase you at some point and I think that's natural to then question what is wrong with me that I can consume this type of material and not even be affected by it. Yeah, it's like you you toss on Netflix, and it's you you get your your buffet of options to watch. You can watch this Academy Award winning <laughs> movie. Ah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to watch that. Or like this that. great historical documentary. Or, yeah, or, like or learn or something. This fantastic comedy. Ah, I don't. I don't. Know. Oh. oh. Chris Watts murdered his three children or two children and his wife. Fuck yeah, sign me up. Let's right? go. <laughs> like, what? What is it? I, I to me, it's th- there is something a little bit concerning about it because we have such fascination with murder and 
I guess for me, when I was thinking about it, what elements do I like to see but make me strangely uncomfortable are the interrogations, are the the feeling of, or when I think about when someone commits a crime and they get caught, I'm just like, did you really think you were going to get away with this? (laughs) Like, how did you think this was going to work? We're talking about Chris Watts. Like, famously killed his two daughters, I think. And, and his wife was pregnant. And his wife was yep. pregnant. Um, and I'm just thinking, how did you think you were going to get away with this? Yeah. So I think that's one thing I hadn't thought of is it, we're watching this in hindsight, right? After the whole case. In Well, in some cases, it's not. It's unsolved or it's an open investigation. But it's um, all old. It depends what you're listening to. I'm thinking of things like Up and Vanish. Like when that came out, it was an ongoing investigation. And then when there were like real time updates happening on the case. So while you were listening, it wasn't like this. It wasn't a historical case that you knew had a conclusion. But right, there, right. I, I'm, when you're watching something that you know is a solved case, I feel like we almost feel like smart asses. Like, well, we know who did it. And now we're going to sit here yes. and like <laughs> analyze it with that hindsight that investigators didn't have at the time so it almost makes you feel like i don't know it's like a narcissistic trait but you're like i know i know who did it web sleuths are a thing especially when it comes to true crime and a lot of web sleuths have been influential when it comes to solving crimes um there was a recent uh god Kristen smart smart yep um yeah the arrest just happened it just happened yeah they, I don't know what they have in terms of evidence, but there's this podcast in your backyard and the investigators credited the podcast for not only bringing awareness, but helping at mm-hmm. least in a small part with the investigation. Well, it's, it's a lot of it is investigative journalism and they're, they're but tracking it's also down amateur. A lot of it is. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, I think it's because people that do amateur podcasting aren't really bound to the quote unquote rules that actual investigators have to abide by. When you're sort of, uh, I don't want to say a vigilante, but when you're a web sleuth or something, you can sort of operate outside of the rules that the the law enforcement have mm-hmm. to abide by in order to solve a case, right? right. There are no, think, reper- you're not getting fired from anything. Yeah. On the other hand, though, that that can be dangerous to yes. an investigation yes. if someone is like the reason why the police are, if they're going to be holding information, there there are often legitimate reasons as right. to why they don't want to discuss certain things with certain people and let the cat out of the bag about something. But um, yeah, I think, so I was trying to think of what are the things that, not necessarily that I want to watch. What? what did, how did you put it about the interrogations? It makes Things you strangely uncomfortable. Makes but you uncomfortable, but you, you want to watch. watch it. So I, I was thinking more of just like, what are the boundaries of the things that I just can't? Like I can, and I remember growing up, I, when it came to scary movies or horror films, I remember not really being scared by anything that was, you know, like aliens or paranormal so or monsters it's thriller or thriller that you're afraid yes, of. Yes, because thrillers, especially if it was like based on a true story, I was like, well shit, this stuff really happens. Like or yeah, this could really are happen. Based in real life or yeah, based on a true story. Right. Or and like the the um the bad guy yeah. is a is a person right. and it's usually, you know, within the realm of possibility that this whatever is happening in this scary 
thriller movie could really happen or did um or did exactly whereas you know horror the horror genre is removed from reality it's like a story right um so that's how i always felt growing up is that i was more scared by this like real life stuff but yeah i still find myself fascinated by it but the the boundary that i have had is in recent years is kids and yeah, animals. I, can't listen. I know you can't do animals either. No. And that's why the Chris Watts story that was I was able to stomach it. Um so again, it it just doesn't extend just to podcasting and docuseries. Even YouTube sort of channels have their own dedication to true crime, various true crime um actually a lot. It's sort of like Crime Junkie. Crime Junkie does a new uh episode every week on a new case or if they continue it as a part mm-hmm. one or part two, but no, most of the time it's a new case. Um, things like that chapter on YouTube always covers a new case. It's almost every other day. Hmm. And it's, there's, there's also this channel that um, it's a psychology channel that actually interrogates, or, sorry, breaks down the interrogation and how you can <laughs> tell someone's lying and how yeah. someone is getting uncomfortable and the actual psychological terms of when this person does this this is called mm-hmm. and it's a classic case of and breaks down every That's single cool. detail crime junkie does that sometimes too with um statements and 911 yeah. calls and they were ref- i can't remember the name of the uh the resource but they always reference stuff like that too yeah and you know every time i listen or watch something that has to do with a family getting killed Maybe this is just me, but the first thing I, I think of is, where's the husband's at? Where, where's the husband's well, yeah. at right now? <laughs> is he alive? Is he? Oh, he did it. Like, yeah. I don't even need to skip. We know well, the that husband seems to be pretty always does it. With the family uh, side? Is that what it's called? I, I think there's know. a more technical term it's always that. It's always the husband and where's the side chick? That's, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get those out of the way yeah. first. Yeah. But I remember, like, the, with uh, the Chris Watts case, I remember hearing that or first learning that. I'm pretty sure it was before we became parents because I remember, like, hearing it and being fascinated by that case and, like, being able to listen to it. And yeah. then when it was covered by another podcast or maybe it was a documentary or something about it more recently, I was like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. And I don't know. For me, it's having that real life experience knowing that this stuff is happening in real life is fascinating because it's truth that you know the real world is more entertaining than fiction you can't really write this shit and i don't know maybe for some people it's that they want to just see the conclusion of everything but some of the most fascinating things that i have listened to in terms of podcasting and really like clung on to something was stuff that was unsolved for years um the the thing that everybody likes to talk about zodiac and that's still a big thing the golden state killer was something that i was obsessed with for years mm-hmm. years and then they found out yeah. who it was and, and when i w- got that headline on my phone i think it was 2016 or 17 it was one of those big holy shit moments mm-hmm. it actually happened yep and seeing that process play out I don't know. I, I think that's what it is. I think people just want to see the conclusion. Or if it's a cold yeah. case, they they want to, oh, I heard something that no one else heard, and right. this is the thing, you know? Yeah, they want to be a part of it. They want to solve um, it. Yeah, and I think that's, <laughs> I've seen memes and everything about this of like, 
you're watching an episode of a TV show that's literally called Unsolved Mysteries and you get to the end and you're pissed because you don't know who did it (laughs) or you don't know what happened. And I remember, this is also pretty recent, within the last few months, there was an episode of Crime Junkie where um, they addressed some of their listeners who had apparently been um, complaining about the number of cases that they were covering that were unsolved or still open. And they were kind of like, well, sorry that we're not like, filling your entertainment void but that's not really the primary purpose of the podcast like it's it's become so much bigger than that right um and that they're trying to shed light on important cases and try to yeah event in some cases be able to help solve and you know get justice for the victims that they're talking about yeah i don't know that this is you know very atypical of people i think for some reason, when you think of consuming audio, it's either music or talk shows, right? And for some reason, true crime has dominated the podcasting space. I'm looking at the Apple charts right now, just in podcasting in general. Uh, Your Own Backyard, the one I reference is two. Crime Junkie is four. My Favorite Murder is on here. Morbid is on here. The Case is on here. Like Every single strange and unexplained every single thing that you just go down the list at least anatomy of murder at least one of them has a true crime Mm -hmm. thing good assassins hunting the butcher supernatural (laughs) serial is still on here at number 37 it's crazy that it just keeps people hooked and keeps people engaged cold is on here it's crazy um so why do you think it's um so it it's we were talking about how the audience is primarily women mm-hmm. of my age so millennial women but even more specifically when i looked into it a little bit it was specifically white middle class um millennial cisgender women i don't so know so like is that me true? is that true <laughs> i don't know i i would i would like to dig a little bit deeper but that is what i saw just with a brief i can look see into it, it being more consumed by women I don't know that I'd go so far as that specific demographic. I mean, there's some some research out there that's pointing in that direction. I don't maybe. know how significant it is, but... I don't know, maybe... I, so it, there's a theory behind it, right? So it's, it's... If you think about who are often the victims portrayed in these true crime documentaries or podcasts, that's usually the description of the victim. Yeah, but how fair is that? It's not. That you was the I mean? point I was going to get into is that... Um, it's skewed because data, you know, the data on crime shows that most victims of these violent crimes are people from marginalized groups. So transgender people, um, black people. Uh, All right. So my question regarding that is, is that more because and I mean, no disrespect. Are those more hate crimes? Because for me, like true crime is usually something a little bit more intimate. It, yeah, I see what you're saying. So a lot of domestic cases yeah. and things like that. Yeah, people so that, you know, friendships and stuff like that. Maybe that's part of it. That those are the stories that are um, more captivating in a way because it's like a like in the Chris Watts example, it's like something you don't see coming at all. Like it's like a normal family like just kind of going about their business and then this tragic thing happens out of the no out of nowhere versus not to say that 
hate crimes or crimes against marginalized people are not tragic. They are. No, of course. But, but it's more of like, it's something you, you can name. It's a hate crime. Like, yes. And you understand the motivation, as awful as it is, it's yeah. something you can kind of define. There's no so maybe mystery that's part behind of it. it. The only mystery is why is this still prevalent in our society? But in right. terms of- Why are of, there such hateful people in the first right. place? That's not, and again, I mean no disrespect, that's not captivating audio for, and keeps people guessing. Maybe. We know that this is done by some piece of shit sure. that went out and killed people But I do think that no there reason. are some podcasts out there that are trying to shed light more so on yeah, those yeah, victims yeah, yeah. because they don't often get the justice or the, um, you know, the light on their case that maybe would help solve or, you know, ameliorate those cases from happening over and over again. If we're going to just gear it, though, to women why women are more interested in true crime. First of all, I think it's fair to say that, well, I don't know. I, I'm curious to know which demographic consumes podcasts, more podcasts in general, just in general. It, it, it would interest me to know. I, I want to say, just guessing here, that women probably consume more podcasts than men do. Yeah, I don't really know. It's interesting. But it, aside from that, I think it's because women are usually the victims of the crime, just women in general. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a kidnapping, whether it's a murder, whether it's a crime of passion. Sexual assault. N- yes. Yeah. Women are usually the the victims of this. And I think maybe there's an element of, okay, what do I need to look out for? Which in how my fucking life? sad oh, is I, that? I, I'm not saying it's... <laughs> It's not sad. I'm saying, you know, that's sort of what Crime Junkie's MO is, is to, hey, we want you to be weird. We be want rude, you stay to, alive. Yeah. to follow these cues. I and know, to which follow- that whole concept pisses me off. No, but, I get it. I but get I get it. it too. Right. But that's the, that's the shitty reality that we live in is that women are told to do X, Y, and Z to protect yourself when really it should just be the people perpetrating these crimes, mostly men should not be violent towards women. Like we should well, like have said, to walk to our car with our key between our fingers and check our back seat and do all the shit. Um I, I hear you. Yeah. I just I think it's most of the true crime we consume are uh murders or slains of the husband killing the wife. Uh-oh. I think that's mo- <laughs> and I think that's what it is, really. And maybe there's an element of women being like, I don't know if I should fucking like, like keep look an for eye red on my flags. <laughs> yeah, you know. And you, you you hear these red flags and stuff. So I'm not saying kidnappings don't happen. I'm not saying you know. D- d- no, but you're right. Sex most, trafficking most doesn't things, happen. Of course, right? It does. It's not the stranger who jumps out of the bushes and attacks you in it's the, the alley. Person it's you know, someone that you know, and that's true for rape and sexual yeah. assault and all of these other domestic, obviously domestic situations unless it's a, a serial thing right, like the right. golden state killer yeah who just, totally or random. the zodiac mm-hmm. but how many of those are there compared to domestic oh yeah that's why there's know. an endless there's endless material of true crime that's why you're like you'll never get to the bottom that's of what it I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's always something new so maybe that's what it is I, again in the beginning i in jest said that oh we're just all psychopaths i don't necessarily think that's it maybe there is a very small percentage of people that are serial killers that listen and say okay what are the cops looking for so i can avoid <laughs> you know doing that i doubt it they're they get the playbook yeah i, I doubt it <laughs> you know i always wonder if 
Because when you're, I would imagine the person committing the crime thinks legitimately they'll get away with this, right? And I always wonder, you know, if, and my favorite true crimes are the ones that are blamed on the person that actually didn't do it and have nothing to do with it and were found innocent after the fact. And, you know, you hear all this fucked up shit about the person that's actually innocent, right? You have stories from people like, oh, that person, he was always an oddball. Oh, that one person, one time he said this. And it's just like, maybe that didn't have anything to do with it. So for me, I'm thinking to myself, I need to be really fucking careful to what I say to people and how I say it to people because all I need is 10 years from now I'm falsely accused of a murder and in a podcast someone's saying oh this guy that he does podcasting because he knows that's how you reach people he's the podcast killer like (laughs) the shit you think about (laughs) I just get so nervous about that shit one bad interaction someone's gonna be like is that guy the killer that everyone's thinking about because just you got to be nice to everyone, but not too nice, because if you're too nice, they'll always say, that guy was way too nice. So it's yeah. like he's faking it. But <laughs> All right, let's take a pause here. And uh, when we hop back, we'll talk about the polls and the response from our faithful listeners. Hang Sounds tight. So we asked a couple of questions on our um, Instagram, and the first was just to get a sense of how many of our listeners share our fascination or obsession with true crime. And I was honestly a little bit surprised. I thought it was going to be more people (laughs) who are like us. I think it's the way you worded it. I think I was going to say that. Yes. So it came out to be 50-50. But a few of the people who said no that they're not obsessed with true crime so right that was the question are you obsessed with true crime so maybe i should have just said are you interested or fascinated yes. by or whatever um maybe people don't consider it the level of, of obsession right. but um because several of the people who said no then went on to answer the subsequent questions about what are your favorite true crime podcasts Here's and documentaries <laughs> yeah no i'm not obsessed but yeah. here let me tell you about every true crime yes. uh anything that I've ever listened to <laughs> in order. Right. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I think the response was more strong than it appeared by the actual numbers of the votes. So, um, yes, most of our listeners are, in fact, they do share our interest in true crime. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we split it up by podcasts, and then we said documentaries or docuseries or whatever, like movies TV shows, or movies, yeah. yeah. Um, so you want to do podcasts or documentaries and series first? Let's do podcasts. Okay. Yes, we've already mentioned a few of them. Um, I mentioned on a previous episode that I think my favorite is Crime Junkie. Um, 
there were a couple other people who meant brought that up as their their go-to um crime town was mentioned it's a good one which i know you loved that one i i, I liked it i wasn't crazy about it but I thought it's it was more good. and i'm not saying this isn't a crime but you know the mob life of mm-hmm. providence it's i mean there specific. was crime involved but it was solved it was yeah. just they did a well it, what they did it was well done when it came to the intricacies of everything in the storytelling um but in terms of the life of buddy Cianci in providence there was nothing to solve it was mm-hmm. just some things to learn and discover sure well and for our rhode island listeners obviously yeah, there's an appeal yeah. because it is yeah. took place here so um dr death was another one that's a good one which i remember that one too um that one was that's that was the one about the nurse right uh, it was was he a nurse or an actual doctor who killed his patients right yeah we uh, did we watch no that was dirty john right i watched. got it confused with that too at first but yes. it's not doctor 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 death. death i was gonna say doctor john he was a medical per, a nurse i think yeah who and continued he was stripped to, he, with his license and, and but then he would change jobs yes, and yes. he was a serial killer who posed as a yes as a nurse yeah um yeah, I liked that one too. Cause that would that that is a very specific like yes. <laughs> niche. Like that's not something you hear about very often. Oh, I know. Um, the first degree. I've never heard of that one. Never heard of that. Well, see, this is the thing. I've listened to so many. I know you forget. That I don't <laughs> you get know confused. if I've watched this. So I mean, listen to this. So the first, I'll I'll do some research while. as we go. Sure. Good. Um, the rest of them you're going to know. So I did not listen to the first degree. Neither have I. Okay. okay. We'll have to put that on our list. Okay. Um, so up and vanish. Yeah. One of our listeners said that was their favorite of all time, actually. Yeah. Until I got to know the person. Yeah. But I think he evolved over time. I and don't know. Okay. Sure. I don't know. I think the first season of up and vanished was very captivating and that's what the one i was referring to in the first half because it was happening in real time the case wasn't solved when it started and then by the end it what they had arrested the suspects and it was real time like watching the investigation happen and then the trial and all of that um so i agree that was really um interesting to listen to and the i haven't listened to the subsequent podcast that he's put out the host of Up and Vanished. Oh, I don't know. He's done a few different ones, sure. but I, I've heard mixed reviews. I don't really know. Um, serial, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Season one. Yes. Yes. In particular. Uh, several people mentioned that one. Um, and see, what am I missing? Sword and Scale was the last one. Okay. <laughs> you know that I have thoughts about Sword I've and Scale. I've never listened to Sword and Scale. So that used to be my absolute go-to. Like, I could not wait for the next episode every week. Um, it was the most, to me, the, the, the way that the stories are told, I think, is very well done. They still are. Um, it always contained the most raw and graphic uh, material, like the 911 calls. I remember listening to, like, there were times where I was brought to tears listening to that. Oh, like, geez. it was... The way that it was told and the the real um, content that was brought into it, mm. um, whether it be like an investigation, or, sorry, an interrogation tape or a 911 call, it was just heart wrenching mm-hmm. hearing people like in like real 911 calls of people yeah. in those situations. Um, I know it's not the only podcast that does that, but the way that it was constructed was always so um, emotional. 
and they the the cases they covered were always just the most brutal. Yeah. Um, but over time, there have been some some pretty gross, just like awful interactions between the host of that podcast and his listeners on social media. He's gotten caught up in a lot of drama. He's like very petty shit that goes on on social media all the time. He goes out of his way to attack other podcasters and other true crime podcasts. And that's basically from what I see, like his entire social media now is just that. Like it's not about true crime anymore. Um, So that is a huge turnoff to me. And it bleeds into his content, too, on the actual episodes and it's just extremely hard to listen to because he's not telling the story in the way that he used to. So then you just don't listen. I don't anymore. That's the answer. Yeah, I don't, don't anymore. But I was a little bit surprised that so many of our listeners are still listening to it. I don't know how. To, I mean, uh, to each their own. Like if you can get past that and you can still enjoy the content mm. and the stories and what's being talked about, that's, you know, Have good for it. you. But <laughs> I just can't get past it. It's too much for me. Um. But I used to love Sword and Scale. I think that was my first, like, aside from Serial, that was my absolute go-to. That was your go-to? Yep. Is that the end of the suggestions? All right. Yep. Um, A couple that really have captivated me that I'm going through the the charts right now, and I'm reminded of them. So the Cold podcast, that was really interesting to me. Um, It was about that dude that was super religious, and he was married to someone else that was super religious and his father wanted to fuck her and he it it was a whole web of this bullshit and at the end of it he ended up killing himself and his two kids by blowing up the house that's right when the social worker was there yes outside the house so i've never listened to that whole podcast but i've heard that case on several different podcasts it's good um I like Case File. A lot of people don't like it. It's super dry. Is that the Australian one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's got a cool voice and a cool presentation. Um, that's how I discovered the Golden State Killer. He did a four-part episode series on oh, it. Oh, wow. It was yeah. great. Um, Criminal, I think it's pretty good. Um, someone Knows Something. Mm-hmm. It's this Canadian guy yeah. that goes to unsolved cases he'll go to the regions usually in canada if not always and he'll try to solve it and he's really trying to break it down and his whole shtick is someone knows something is he just an amateur podcaster no he's a journalist okay um let's not meet if you ever go to reddit r slash let's not meet it's about these stories about interactions that people have had with strange people and at the end of it, it's always so dude in the supermarket that was looking at me weird. Let's not ever meet. It, it's real life stories about interactions or close to interactions. And at the like end online of it, or in, I don't, in, in person? person or in passing some someone will see someone do some fucked up shit. And, oh, and you just never want to run. Yeah, into that I, person I don't again. want to talk. OK, to that. I thought you were going to say that it's like online, online dating or something. No, no, no. no. And no. then people decide not to meet up. I'm like, wow, I would like to hear that because you don't hear about that happening I mean, more often. <laughs> yeah. uh, down the hill, the Delphi murders. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. Uh, well, I think I've heard of Delphi murders, but I don't remember. Two little girls that were walking on this bridge and they were found dead um and the only evidence is this 
cell phone video footage yes, that's of the right. guy and the only audio that was released to the public is guys down the hill. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I thought that There's was a whole really podcast good. about that case. It's called Down the Hill. Wow, okay. Yeah. See so many of these I've only the heard yeah, I've only heard the, you know, forty five minute or an hour version on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to listen to this in at the gym when gyms were a thing. Yeah. Twenty four hour gyms, you know, when I could go. Mm-hmm. Finding Cleo, it's about this um girl, um the uh the indigenous people of Canada. They're mm-hmm. usually very um mistreated. Yep. And this girl, Cleo, was it's little girl was an indigenous Canadian um, child and she was found murdered and for the longest time no one cared because of the disdain from, right. you know, t- towards those people, unfortunately. Much like you were saying initially about people of color and whatnot, mm-hmm. it's not covered. When, well, now uh, people, sex workers is another category yeah, of cases that don't get covered. People are trying to, to figure this out now. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. Um, Little yeah, the, girl, though, I don't know if I can do it. Um it wasn't too bad okay i mean (laughs) i don't in fairness i don't remember when i listened to that that's the thing right um and anything that has to do with the golden state killer i will listen the original night stalker i will listen but there right here there's 200 shows to choose from yeah true crime and i'm sure they're all captivating yeah and I'm someone who's self-described as being obsessed with true crime, and I didn't even know half of those ones that you just said. Oh, the DC <laughs> Sniper. I remember that yep. one. Yeah. And that was that's Tenderfoot, so that's yep. your boy. Uh, that's um, Up and Vanish. Yeah. yeah. Forget his name. He's not my boy. Payne okay. Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> I liked season one. I haven't listened to anything since then. I'm sure there are a lot more that I haven't even touched on. But Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is that all you have? For? Yeah, there's a few others I know are popular, but I don't really listen to that much. The um, oh god, there's a comedy one. Now I'm blanking. There's a comedy it's, it's true crime. Wim- yeah, they like. Oh, oh my, my favorite, favorite murder. murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's really popular, but I've never really gotten into it. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not a fan. I, there's also yeah. last podcast on the left. Oh that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Hosted by um, two men. I don't know. I I was reading something that it was talking about how True Crime Garage. That's like one of the only podcasts that's listeners are more uh sorry, one of the only true crime podcasts whose listeners are majority men. And oh. they were like just theorizing about the fact that it's hosted by men, maybe that has something to do with it, but then there are plenty of others like we were talking about Up and Vanished yeah, and yeah. Sword and Scale who are also hosted by men and I think the listeners are predominantly women still. So I don't know if that theory means anything. Yeah, I don't really get that. Whatever. Yeah. Prosecutors <laughs> podcast. I, this is one I've been getting into recently. Um, it's two prosecutors that actually know the law that are talking about cases and discuss, you know, what actual um, evidence is, what circumstantial evidence really is, because people have misconceptions about it, especially the laymen. Right. have misconceptions about what it can actually provide in court and how substantial it could be. Um, yeah, I feel like it's always very downplayed. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, rules and they read over case files and they say this is very, for instance, this is very atypical of a judge to do. I'm surprised mm. they got away with it. Hmm. Stuff like that. And it's really interesting to hear the perspective of actual prosecutors that have actual law degrees. Yeah. And to break it down. practice. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. Um, those are the some of, some of the ones that I have either listened to or are currently 
listening to. All right, you want to go into documentaries yeah, and yeah, series? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think <laughs> most of these are Netflix series that of have course. come out in recent years because Netflix just keeps killing it with the true crime documentaries. There's always something new. Um, I think there's only one on this list that I haven't... Oh, two that I haven't seen or heard of, actually. And those were The Jinx. Never heard of it. And Dear Zachary. Uh, why does Dear Zachary sound... What's The Jinx? Do you know? No. Right. I've never Let's heard of either of those. The Jinx. The life and death of Robert Durst. Must be Fred Durst's brother. <laughs> uh, Keep in mind, my memory is terrible. Okay, so I actually <laughs> saw the the preview for this yesterday when we were browsing and I was like, okay, it's HBO. Oh. So let's put that one yeah, aside. Yeah, put it in the queue. And the what's queue the other one? Dear Zachary. Dear Zachary. Do I know this? A letter to a son about his father. Nope. Oh, yes. Yes, I have watched this. There you go. Oh, there you go. See, they just <laughs> elude me. Um, well, I wouldn't even know until we got like 20 minutes into it and I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> Yeah, we watched this. Oh, there you go. Um, I probably fell asleep. It's about this dude named Zachary who just everybody loved. Everybody loved him. Even his friends were like, I didn't realize he had so many friends. But what 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 was was he a, a killer? No, or he his, was a victim. His parents um, were actually the subjects of the documentary, like being interviewed and stuff. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he ended up marrying some woman that was fucking crazy, and he ended up dying. They think she killed him. Oh. And they ended up having a child together. Okay, none of this sounds familiar. I definitely and fell asleep. The two, <laughs> the two grandparents at this point loved uh -huh. that child and were willing just to put up with this crazy bitch, and she ended up killing herself and the kid. Okay, spoiler alert. Yeah, well, sorry. Well, I was going to go back this and is, watch this it. Is, <laughs> this is old. Sorry. It is? Yeah. Okay, maybe that's why I don't remember because it was so long ago. But yeah, it's a good one. That does sound good. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely revisit that. Okay. Um, the Cecil Hotel oh, is a yeah, pretty new we'll one. Just watch that. Yeah. Well, you started watching it without me. You always Netflix cheat on me. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember... tried to catch up, but I'm only like two episodes in. Yeah, I, I Netflix cheated on you. Well, we call it Netflix cheat. Yeah, it doesn't matter what actual the other streaming service it is. Like, oh, there's this new docuseries I really want to watch called Q Into the Storm. We should really watch it. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah, sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, where'd you find that? <laughs> and you're already on like episode four yeah. out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I started that. Yep. Cecil Hotel was good. I still haven't finished it. Oh. <laughs> When you leave me to, when do I have time to watch things by myself? Oh, it's really good. Okay, I'll I'll try to watch it, but I'm never you watching anything about, by myself. Right? Yes, I I mean I got the gist, but I haven't finished watching it. Yeah, they um, do a good job breaking down what they think actually happened. Mm -hmm. I think it's more because of the allure of the Cecil Hotel in and of itself, um, and it, it has so much history that people are captivated and, and the video footage, the surveillance footage right, of the girl. Right. Ooh, where'd she go? Who's mm -hmm. she looking at? It's that whole thing is it's got all the ingredients of yeah. web sleuths everywhere. And right. apparently that's exactly what happened. So that just made me think of another one that did not come through oh. our listeners, but 
I'm surprised I hadn't thought of it until now. Good. Don't fuck with cats. Uh, I don't even... Oh, I think I refused to watch that. No, you did. Because I... It was brief, the the reference to the actual, you know, situation with the cats. Did we fast forward? Uh, I think we just closed our eyes. And I peeked every now and or then. Or I left the room. Yeah, you, you definitely closed your eyes. And... I don't remember how much they actually show. I don't think they really show. I don't remember seeing anything actually happening to the cats. I don't know for sure if that was because we didn't look or because they didn't show it, but we somehow managed to avoid that yeah. and watch the rest. Because the really the meat and potatoes of that show is not about what happened to the cats. There was a much, there's a bigger, it's about a murder. I don't remember you this. You don't remember this? No. Okay, well, we'll have to watch it again. No, well, just tell me because... Well, I don't remember all the details, all but right. it was it was a guy who was murdered and the they ended up tracking it it was the web sleuthing type thing where they were able to track track him the killer down because of a video or multiple videos he posted that had to do with him hurting cats. Oh. But they were able to pick out like features from the room oh, that okay. you know pinpointed his location and yeah. they were able to piece the puzzles together because of these like YouTube videos that he yeah, posted of him up, murdering a cat. You fucked up. Yeah. It, but it was cool the way the whole thing came together and you thought it was going to be about this like animal abuse mm. case, but it was much bigger than that. What else? Um, Mommy Dead and Dearest. Oh, was that the, the... Munchausen Syndrome? Yes. One. Um, there's also several podcasts about mm-hmm. that. But yeah, that was a good one. Um, Conversations with a Killer. Oh yeah, I don't know that. Oh, I that's a whole series. It's a series. On yeah, Netflix, I've yeah. never really gotten that into it. I've but watched it. It's difficult sometimes. It's a little. Is it dry or it's is it just, just overly produced? It's okay. It's sort of like an. I mean, it's not. It's on Netflix, but it's got that ABC kind of vibe to it. It's just yeah. That was my feel too. It's very squeaky clean. Okay, and the reenactments are clearly. Right. Reenactments from <laughs> C level actors. Well, it's like I like watching um Investigation Discovery in general. The investigation the ID channel. Investigate. Yeah. <laughs> Especially pre streaming. Who the fuck whispers investigate? I know. And why would you I have to, to watch whisper that, that shit all the time? Um the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm-hmm. Um Those are good. Yep. And I mean that's just such an infamous case, like yeah. it's hard not to be interested in it. Um, this is a robbery. We just watched that like last week. Oh, that's the paint? The, no, the no, museum. No. Yeah, yeah, the, yep. in Boston. Yes. Yes. So I remember, <laughs> I, I mean, I thought it was interesting. It's very different than the typical true crime that we're talking about. Like it's not a violent crime. I listen to podcasts. It's a it's robbery. It's Empty Frames. Oh, it's same, same, same pace? Same thing, yeah. yeah. So that's why I wanted to watch it. When we okay. Did. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting and it's a really, uh, obviously a big deal like it's a mm-hmm. very serious crime but it's not a violent crime like we were the rest of these are talking about with serial killers and stuff um but i do remember thinking that we were like i was like oh god we can't even get past like nine fifteen on a friday night oh, watching some documentary about an art robbery <laughs> like what was the other so art pathetic. robbery that we not the the forgery that we watched that one was interesting i like that's that a one different better. type of true crime that didn't involve someone dying exactly it's not related to violence it's, it's or yeah, an unsolved. yeah but that i did like that one is that yeah. what it was called i forget what it was called but yeah. it was about forgeries and it was really good it was good um the last one is making a murderer okay 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's famous. I didn't I, I I didn't feel season two that much. I don't even remember if I watched season that, two. See, there you go. Season yeah. one was so well. Compelling. That was a um, that was like a phenomenon. It was like everyone was watching it all of a sudden at the same time, and everybody was talking about it and speculating about it. Um, yeah, season one was definitely a phenomenon. That fake art documentary was called "Made You Look." That's right. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, making a murder. It's, I mean. It, obviously, a lot of people were into it, given the circumstances of, of the man involved and his nephew. Yeah. Um, And season two sort of pushed that forward. I just, it didn't have the same oomph as season one did, as to be expected, but whatever. Um, well, I think in season one, people were going into it blind because no one knew anything about the case. Mm. And when season two came around, everybody had had time to obviously watch and process and digest season one and talk about the different theories and right. kind of went into it probably with their own preconceived notions. So I think that's less captivating for that reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Whenever I turn on Netflix, I always go straight for the documentaries. I don't care about the yeah. movies anymore. Me I too. Don't. Yeah. I do the same thing with HBO. Hulu is really the only thing we watch shows for. Right. Yep. And those are becoming less and less frequent. And even on there, there are documentaries to consume. Mm-hmm. But no, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's uh, wrapping a bow on this. I, d- I don't know why I'm so all about watching and listening to it. And it maybe it's just there's an element of it. And this is lack of a better way to put it. Not trying to be toxic. Maybe it's made me and everybody else that loves it harder. Right. It, it just it sort of desensitizes you. Because it's surprising that you're listening and consuming to all this content about murder and not having nightmares. Yeah, that's what I was saying in the beginning. There's And there's some hilarious comics and memes out there that show like a woman who's like, you know, doing the dishes, folding her laundry, and it shows like, you know, in a word bubble in the background. And then the severed leg floated to the top of the river. It's yeah. like, it's just this brutal graphic yeah. stuff I, and we I, just go about our daily business like it's and listen to it in the background like it's uh classical music like yeah. <laughs> when our child was born you know before she understood <laughs> yeah. you know when she took her naps it's like all right netflix documentary or murder. i used to do this maybe this is really bad when she was really little i would still listen to it in the car when i was in the car with oh, her yeah all the time when she was like you know two or three months old oh, i mean yeah. she couldn't understand oh, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, then I had to come to terms with the fact that she was starting to understand language and... Yeah, now... <laughs> not appropriate now to have her Sesame listen to... Street or yeah. for some reason Halloween. There you go. Yeah. She loves Halloween, oh so God. we probably... She said she wanted to be a vampire for Halloween. <laughs> so she's already going to the dark side. All she wants to do is listen to Halloween music. Yep, and year it's round. all because we've been listening to fucking Crime Junkie. Yeah, maybe it was... A, <laughs> yeah. Subconsciously... Uh, something stuck whatever (laughs) well in any event it is sort of this phenomenon that i don't think is going to go away anytime soon and i I think because of the advent of things like podcasts and netflix and stuff it sort of shined a light on it for lack of a better way to put Mm -hmm. it you know and made it more available to people to sort of consume and look as long as you're not hurting anyone (laughs) 
<laughs> and not replicating the crimes like a fucking psychopath. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I do think there's something very interesting about real life shit. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd rather listen to a podcast than watch a solid thriller or a solid horror. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. It's the presentation. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dirty John. There was yeah. something really fucking cool about. And then well, watching that was the both, reenactment. That was, that was, yeah, right. So we both listened to the podcast first and mm-hmm. then the documentary came out and I enjoyed the podcast more. That's what's cool. Things are now being made after a podcast gets right. popular. Yeah. Well, there was the whole show that was based on Serial. Adnan's case was... The HBO documentary. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. What was it called? Uh, Something the about night, Adnan. Or the, the something night. Oh, the night of. Yes, the night of. Yeah, it was based on it. Yeah, yeah. Great show. Right. Well, that's right. It wasn't a documentary. It was a show based no, on the case. No, they, but HBO released a documentary about Adnan's case. Okay, yep. Yep. You know, it, it, I don't know. There's something really woven into the fabric now of people's listening experience that usually has to do with a podcast about someone getting murdered. Yeah, it's totally normalized. Yep, it's weird. All right, well, if there's any podcast or documentary or docuseries that we have missed that you thoroughly enjoy, and if there's anything about the Golden State Killer that you want me to consume (laughs) that I haven't, please send it my way. Good luck finding something that you haven't already consumed. (laughs) I've probably already consumed it, but if there's any hidden gems out there, I'm really interested, even though we know who it is. um, I still want to hear about it, but... um, if you made it this far, we appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, you, Cindy, will be getting your second shot on Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That was a... It's a good thing I have some sick leave left. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. Getting it in the beginning of the work week was probably not the you take ideal you time, get. but exactly. I'm not going to be picky about it, and I it's it'll be worth it. I don't even care. Anyways, if you want to get... Be, it won't be the man cold. Not even close. <laughs> You should be fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. If, you, if you're out cold, out, you got the wrong vaccine. You got the man cold <laughs> vaccine, which is good. You're protected from that. Oh, is, thank God. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> if you want to back me up and tell Cindy how terrible the man cold is, you can get in touch with us by hitting up our social medias again. <laughs> if you want to do that privately, you can email us at whilesheesnapping at gmail.com. If you want to put it out there publicly, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash while she's napping, on Instagram at while she's napping, or on Twitter at she's napping pod. What do we got on tap for next week? Do we know if you're alive? I think we have the babes coming on. Oh, is that next week? I believe so. All right. Yeah. Well, Chris will be able to back me up when it comes to the man cold. Oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I think we're going to do a... Um, We've talked before about how we've had some really fun interactions with them just on our virtual date nights comparing us because we're very similar in a lot of ways. They're, we call our tel- ourselves the East Coast, West Coast versions of mm. each other. Um, so we're going to do a little East Coast, West Coast battle, I think. Shopping and- carts versus <laughs> carriages. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a fun one. Stop and shop versus whatever the fuck you got over there. <laughs> I don't even know. (laughs) All right. Well, you have that to look forward to next week. But until then, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.